Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Awaken your senses with a curiously refreshing Hendrix Cucumber Lemonade. Curious how? Cue the aroma. Marvelous. Cue the taste. Magnificent. Cue the cucumber. That's the refreshing secret. Hendrix is uncommonly crafted with cucumbers, roses, artistry, and imagination. Other gins are ordinary, but Hendrix is refreshingly curious. Discover Hendrix Gin cocktail recipes at HendrixGin.com. Please drink the unusual responsibly. Hendrix Gin, 44% alcohol by volume. Bottled and imported by William Grant & Sons, New York, New York. Copyright 2024. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the BBC Music Magazine podcast. You can subscribe to the magazine by visiting classical-music.com or to our interactive iPad edition by visiting iTunes.com. BBC Music Magazine is now an official Apple Music curator and you can listen to our exclusive playlists by visiting applemusic.com slash bbcmm. Hello and welcome to our monthly cover CD podcast in which we take a brief look at the music on the disc that accompanies the latest issue of BBC Music magazine. I'm Rebecca Franks, the magazine's acting deputy editor, and with me is our editorial assistant, Eleanor Cooper. Hello. This month we're talking about Beethoven's Eroica Symphony, the star of our September issue cover CD, in a buoyant performance by the BBC Scottish Symphony Orchestra and Donald Runnacles, and that was recorded in Munich in 2010. So let's begin with the very opening of this revolutionary symphony, the Allegro Combrio movement that sets the heroic journey in motion. was the opening of Beethoven's Eroica Symphony and it starts with those two E-flat major chords which are so bold they're sort of really abrasive even they come out of nowhere and they really seem to call the listener to attention listen up something important is going to happen 
they seem to say. And I think Beethoven keeps that promise in the rest of this huge four-movement symphony. Eleanor, can you sum up what it is that makes this symphony a landmark work? Well, as you say, within the first few seconds of the symphony, we already know it's going to be like nothing that's come before. It's instantly more dissonant. Right after Beethoven has established that E-flat major key so strongly at the start, he, he instantly introduces a C-sharp in the cello line. It's louder than anything that's happened before. He's using sforzandos and fortissimos, and then suddenly, in a minute, it goes to this sudden pianissimo. It's so extreme. And it's in triple time, which was previously mainly used for dance movements, and then here we've got it in this symphonic opening. The symphony itself is almost twice as long um, as any other symphony of the period, and it's hardly even comparable with any symphony by Haydn or Mozart. The first movement alone is almost as long as a classical symphony. Um, and Beethoven plays with the structure of the symphony as well. He massively expands the development sections of each movement, and he develops his themes so imaginatively and deeply compared to what has come before. Um, and the emotional content is just huge. It's turbulent and even violent at times. Yeah, I think with this symphony, he really seems to say... The symphony can talk about what it is to be human, um, the same way I suppose that the novel came to do that, but for, for orchestral music and for classical music, the symphony is the genre you want to use to talk about our human experience. Um, I think maybe we should listen to another extract from the Eroica, this time from the second movement, uh, which is a funeral march movement, but here we're actually going to drop in at a, a sort of major key episode that follows that really dark opening. was the BBC Scottish Symphony Orchestra and Donald Runnacles in the second movement of Beethoven's Eroica Symphony. This symphony was written actually after a time of deep personal crisis for Beethoven. He was in his 20s and he had discovered he was going deaf. Um, and in a document from 1802, now known as the Heiligenstadt Testament, which was essentially a will, he recounts how this revelation led him to consider committing suicide. After that sort of big period of emotional turmoil... He then started work on the Eroica Symphony in 1803. So that just gives you a little glimpse of what was going on in his private life at the time. But actually, we often associate a more public figure with the symphony. Eleanor, can you tell us a bit more about the tale of the Eroica and Napoleon? Yeah, absolutely. Beethoven originally wrote his symphony for and about Napoleon Bonaparte. Um, in 1803, Napoleon was leading the new French Republic in the wake of the revolution in France, and Beethoven saw him as this libertarian hero. He was an embodiment of democracy. But then when Bonaparte declared himself emperor in 1804, Beethoven saw it as an act of greed and a betrayal of these republican ideals. He scrawled out the dedication he'd written to Bonaparte on the front page of the symphony. It was later renamed the Eroica Symphony um, with a subtitle to celebrate the memory of a great man. Thank you. 
So that was the scherzo of Beethoven's Eroica Symphony. Forget graceful minuets and trios, he seems to be saying. This is the energetic music of the future. And in that bit we've just heard, he makes use of three horns here. Um, in fact, in an interview with the magazine in our September issue, the conductor Jonathan Knott um, points out the importance of the number three in this third symphony, written in the key of E-flat major with three, three flats. And here we have these three horns. And this movement paves the way to a triumphant finale. That was the finale from Beethoven's groundbreaking Eroica Symphony, performed by the BBC Scottish Symphony Orchestra and conductor Donald Ronicles on the BBC Music Magazine's September cover CD. For our September issue, which is out on the 4th of August, we asked over 150 leading conductors from around the world to vote for the symphony that they believe is the greatest ever written. Sir Simon Rattle, Marin Alsop and cover CD conductor Donald Runnicles are just a few of the star conductors who took part in what must be one of the most comprehensive surveys of international conductors ever taken. In this September symphonic special, we reveal the 20 greatest symphonies ever written. Beethoven's Eroica did rather well, but you'll have to buy the magazine to find out more. And we'd also like to know what you think is the greatest symphony of all time. We're going to be conducting a poll and survey on our Twitter feed, so head over to our Twitter account at Music Magazine to join the conversation. That's it for this month's podcast. Join us next month when we'll be talking about the cover CD on our October issue. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to this BBC Music Magazine podcast, which was produced in our Bristol studio by Jack Fletcher. For more of our podcasts, visit our website at classical-music.com or simply head to iTunes.